0: Welcome back to the podcast. This is um, the first episode of the... Se- technically, it's season two. Or I... i No, actually, I said that wrong. I labeled it as season two, but technically, it's the post-season podcast. Uh, which is basically the section or the part of the show where... I basically just go over anything and everything having to do with next few months. Okay. And so the first thing I have to talk about obviously is the whole situation with Carson Wentz and whether or not we're going to keep him because the way I see it, there's two roads. Actually, there's like, six roads the Colts could go down, but primarily there's two roads the Colts can go down. No, three. The first road is the Colts can keep Carson Wentz, make a terrible mistake, or make a really good mistake, whichever way he ends up going. He could either be a really good option to keep next year, and he just needs more practice, or... It would be a total disaster just like the just like this year. I mean this year he had he had a really good year this year midway through. The beginning of the year, trash. The end of the year, trash. The midway point of the year between like week like like week five or six all the way to like week thirteen. Carson Wentz was great. Maybe even all the way to week 15 or 16. Well, weeks, but but after that, no, up, up to week 13, Carson was great. But up to week five, from week one through five, Carson was terrible. <coughs> Winning only one of the five games. Okay. Now, he did manage to get the team up to nine and eight from a one and five start, which is great. That it, it, it's great. That is, if you manage to make it into the playoffs. But a nine and eight record is not that good when you just barely skim when you just barely miss it. And but in this case, the Colts didn't just barely miss it. They completely overlooked it. And they didn't they didn't even grasp the idea of a playoff because they couldn't finish the game. They couldn't finish the Raiders game. They couldn't finish the Panthers, or the Panthers, the, the Jaguars game. Now, I'm not here to talk about those. I talked about those in my other episode, which also technically might be a double upload at this point because I just uploaded it today, but I recorded it yesterday. Um. So, yeah, it's probably going to end up being a double upload anyway, or maybe I'll just upload this tomorrow, but that would be Thursday because right now it's Wednesday. It's confusing, I know. But anyway. So the first thing I want to talk about is oh uh, first I want to finish the three the three ways that could go. The first way, they keep Carson Wentz, and he either improves or just does or does just as bad as he did last this in the past year. Okay. Road number two. They keep Carson Wentz as a backup, and then they sign they they sign like a they they trade over someone. They trade over a different quarterback from a different team, like Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers or, uh, wow, I just forgot his name. Holy crap, the Seahawks quarterback <laughs> Russell Wilson. Wow, I forgot his name. They like they sign road number two. They sign over a veteran quarterback from a different team when their contract expires this this next year, and they keep Carson Wentz as a backup just in case they get hurt because Carson Wentz. Because I'm not gonna lie, Carson Wentz has a Super Bowl run under his belt, so he is experienced, but he is not nearly as experienced as someone like Russell Wilson or. Aaron Rodgers, or Tom Brady, you know? So picking up somebody like that to go as our starter and then keeping Carson Wentz as a backup is good. It is really the only reasonable option because Carson Wentz keeps a job. Because, I mean, like, as much as I want a different quarterback right now in my mindset and my my. Headspace right now I want a different quarterback. But that's just me, you know, finding a way to vent on our quarterback. I don't blame Carson Wentz for everything, but it a, a chunk of it is him. Okay. His stubbornness, his I'm an alpha male and I want to do what I want to do. And if I if what I do doesn't work then it's your fault kind of thing. I think I think the best option to keep to keep Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz is a good quarterback in his own right, not great because he he's kind of like that like uh, I'm a strong country boy who can, who can make the passes downfield, but maybe not accurately, and so the best option for him and everyone for, for everyone is to keep him as a backup. Make his salary less, obviously, because he'll be worth less next year. Um and there's a reason I say they should keep him. Uh and I'll get to that in i I'll get to that later. Uh sometime later, actually. Uh and so what they should do is they should keep him as a backup, get someone like Russell Wilson or Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers who might go into free trade next year. And get them as their starter. And in the event that one of them that starter gets hurt, then Carson Wentz goes in and plays. That's road two. Road three is the worst one. It is not as bad as road one, but it's not as good as road two. Road three is get rid of Carson Wentz entirely before March 18th. Again. I'll bring up why that's important later and just get a brand new quarterback and use Sam Ellinger as the backup which i don't I don't know if I exactly want that to happen either, but I mean not something is better than nothing, and Sam Ellinger is better than no backup quarterback at all so anyway. What I'm saying is, they should definitely take road number two. That's a that's a definite yes. Road two is definitely the best. Okay. So. So now I'm going to get on to the three things I'm going to talk about today. The first thing is, is clear distaste for Carson Wentz. Okay, so first it starts out: Don't let the door hit you on the way out. This is I'm reading from articles, by the way. That's what er, that. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. That's what the Indianapolis Star columnist Greg Doyle is saying about Carson Wentz, uh, or the Colts quarterback Carson Wentz, with the former Philadelphia Eagles single collar at the helm. The Colts coughed up an AFC wild card with back-to-back losses to close or to close out the 2021 regular season schedule. It's clear that Doyle wants Indianapolis to be one and done with the wins, calling the quarterback a piece of plastic Colts recycled, or a piece of plastic the Colts recycled from a Philadelphia trash bin. That's a little harsh. But anyway. Problem is, how do the Colts get rid of the how do the Colts get rid of Wins? And this is what Doyle says. The Doyle says the Colts will have to swallow a whole lot of money and even more pride to move on from Wentz. If they cut him before March 19th, they'd owe him $15 million. This is what I was going to get to, by the way. If they cut him after March 19th, they'd owe him 28 million dollars which is why i'm saying cuz the Col- the colts um salary cap this year is very high or this next year is going to be very high like in the 40 millions one of the highest in the league and paying 15 to 28 million off that even 15 million is detrimental It would be detrimental. I understand. I understand. Doyle wants them to swallow a whole lot of money and put it out there, and like even if it takes down their their cap down from like maybe forty five million to 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 twenty to thirty five million, they or to twenty five million. In other words, no thirty million. Sorry, they they need. He's saying they need to cough it up. And I do not agree with that because keeping Carson Wentz isn't going to be a whole lot of problem or trouble because he's not going to be worth a whole lot this next year anyway, based off what happened this season. So he might be a couple million. But the Colts traded him. They didn't pay for him. They traded him. They paid for him with tra- with, with with draft picks in the first round. Okay? So the Colts didn't... Carson Wentz didn't make any profit. The Colts didn't make any profit off of Carson Wentz. So it's not a good idea to keep him because he won't be profitable the next year. <laughs> but at the same time, are you willing? This is me talking as if you were the Colts organization. Are you willing to cough up fifteen to twenty eight million dollars just to cut the dude? Because you'd have to pay him that much just to cut him. So, if I'm the Colts, that's the hardest. That's the hardest decision this this off season Is whether or not they should keep Carson Wentz and pay him whatever he's worth, or pay him a set amount from 15 to 28 million just to cut him from the team. And then also have to fluctuate between $30 million or even less money trying to trying to get new people in, pay or you know, re-sign people for contracts like like Buckner or Leonard or or uh Mo Ali Cox or Taylor, you know, or whoever needs contracts signed and re-signed. And then also having to deal with you know getting a new quarterback because clearly that's the main focus of the Colts is getting a new quarterback. Obviously, this has been a search for like the past four year or three year, three or four years now of getting a new quarterback ever since luck left. We didn't strike gold with, um, oh my goodness, what's his name? We didn't strike gold with the Dolphins backup quarterback. Oh my goodness. I forget. I keep forgetting people's names. Oh, this is pathetic. <laughs> Um. Yeah, we didn't strike gold with the guy with the backup for luck. We got rid of him or he got he got rid of us. He left us. And it didn't work out for him and the other team. And then we didn't we we struck gold with the Chargers quarterback. Oh my goodness. Philip Rivers. We struck gold with Philip. But at the same time He left. He retired. So there's no more Phillip Rivers. Even though he probably would be a pretty solid quarterback for us if he came back and played. But I don't think he will because he's kind of like lucky. You know, wants to spend more time with his family and coach football for high school, you know? And we didn't strike gold with Carson Wentz. We, We struck gold for a short time and had a huge winning streak. But then it just ran dry. You know, the mines had no more gold in it. We didn't, the, the, the miners were out of energy. The, the pickaxes broke. We, we struck gold no longer. And Carson Wentz, uh, suffered the biggest blow of it all. He still is suffering that blow. So, Anyway, that brings me to my next topic. Or actually, let me finish this because Doyle goes into some interesting things. So it says, however, Doyle does suggest a possible trade partner for the Colts. Now, I don't see this happening, but at the same time, I do. (coughs) Because the person he, or the quarterback he suggests, didn't have a great year this year. And his backup is might might just be better than him, and that would be Baker Mayfield. And say so he says Baker Mayfield could be available in trade from Cleveland, and history suggests the Browns might actually be dumb enough to take Carson Wentz as part of the deal. And I am inclined to believe that. So, in that case, here's the trade: the the trade for Baker Mayfield because he didn't have a good year this year and his backup is doing better than him. If, if the Browns traded Baker Mayfield for Carson Wentz, we would be getting a free quarterback for a year and then pay him whatever he's worth the next year. We would be getting rid of our dead weight from this, from this year. And it would we we wouldn't be giving away draft picks like we did this last year or this year. And did you? This made me so mad at the Colts. I found out we could have picked up Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford, the guy who is now like twelve or thirteen wins in and is still going in the playoffs with the L.A. Rams, and he probably isn't going to leave that team forever. He's probably going to retire with that team. And the LA Rams picked him up for a good amount of money, but I think it was worth it. And if and if we had Matthew Stafford, oh my word, we would probably be on top of the AFC right now. That's what makes me the most angry, because we don't have Matthew Stafford. We have Carson Wentz. Until the next year, which seems like such a long ways away, and it is going to feel a lot longer because you we're going to sit here waiting, desperately wanting to know what the Colts are going to do next. But anyway, it makes me mad we didn't pick up Matthew Stafford. So, but, but I can't dwell on that. I can't dwell on that because it's all the way already over. I'm happy for Stafford because I like the Rams, I like the Bengals, I like the Rams, I like uh, the Lions, but specifically I like the Rams because of how dangerous they are. They are a dangerous team, okay? But I'm not talking about the Rams today. I'm talking about the Colts' options for this offseason. So as I said, as Doyle said, Baker Mayfield could be available in trade from Cleveland, and history suggests the Browns might actually be dumb enough to take Carson Wentz as part of the deal, and I'm inclined to believe that. I've already said that, but I wanted to restate it to get you your mindset to where we're talking about. So anyway, (laughs) making things more complicated for the Colts, is the fact that their first-round pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, number 16 overall, belongs to the Eagles as a result of last year's trade for Carson Wentz. Because Carson played over 75% of the snaps for the year, and it killed us in the end. And And it only benefited the Eagles. They got rid of their baggage and gave it to us and then they got our first-round draft pick, too. Anyway, but at this point, the Colts front office is making no promises when it comes to Carson Wentz's future, which I don't know if is is bright for us or bright for whoever. On Thursday, the Colts general manager, Chris Ballard, as you know him, was n- uh, non-committal, noncommittal at best when talking about Carson Wentz per ESPN's Mike Wells. I'm not going to make a comment on who is going to be here next year and who is not. We've got a lot of good players and a lot of good pieces. You've got to have stability at the quarterback position. And he has to play up to his potential, which is true. Okay? So, this is the last thing I need to talk about Concerning Actually there's there's one thing before this, but the one biggest thing is concerning who the most possible excuse me who the most possible and viable option excuse me, goodness, I just had food or something. The most possible and viable option for the Colts to trade for in 2022. But before that, I want to mention the two people that are actually up for grabs maybe next year, I don't know. And the first person is as I said before, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has talked about wanting to, you know, explore other options, but he also has talked about uh wanting to win more Super Bowls in Seattle. So, I don't know about Russell Wilson, but I think if he is on the trading block, the Colts should definitely capitalize on that. Um And then the other option, as I said before as well, is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is expensive, and he probably won't be coming back because he's probably retiring uh, after this year's Super Bowl run or lack of Super Bowl run, whatever happens. But if he is going to stay in the league and he's available Chances are he's probably going to stay with Green Bay. But if he goes up for trade and stays up for trade, the Colts picking Aaron Rodgers up would be like, would be like God sending Jesus down to from heaven to earth into Mary. It would be like a revelation. Aaron Rodgers with the freaking Colts would be the best thing to ever happen to the franchise, first of all. Second of all, we would probably win the Super Bowl that year. If the Colts can situate their O-line, their their secondary, and their passing game, and then also pick up Rodgers at the same time, that would be incredible. We would definitely go to the Super Bowl that year. Now, again, as I said, Rodgers has had many good years in Green Bay and he wouldn't leave. Okay? I don't think he would leave. Just based off that. On the on the small chance that he doesn't retire, I don't think he would ever leave Green Bay. Okay. Russell Wilson would probably leave Seattle. I don't know though, because I don't know Russell Wilson. I am not I'm not Russell Wilson. I'm Jaden Summers, so I don't know his mindset or where he's at right now, but there's talk of Pete Carroll being replaced or being, you know, or moving teams or something like that. Or so I don't, I don't know. There's Pete, there's rumors of Pete Carroll, not being a, their coach anymore, which would cause Russell Wilson to not want to be on that team anymore because he's like best buddies with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson being a Christian would also be good for the Colts. Would also be good for him going to the Colts because the Colts, majority of the players on the Colts are sort of kind of Christians. Like Frank Reich is a Christian. DeForest Buckner is a Christian. Other people on the team are Christians. I don't know who exactly, which is why I didn't continue the names. But the point is, there are Christians, or there, there's a Christian basis on the Colts team. And Russell Wilson would probably be looking for that just in case Pete Carroll does happen to get fired or replaced or something like that. He's a good option. But now that brings me to my last and final point, And also the most viable option for the Colts. If he goes on free trade, because this guy, just like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, contract, or this guy's contract is going out this next year and whether he gets re-signed or whether he gets put up on the trading block, has yet to be determined, but the most viable option for the Colts and a good option all, all around, just like Rogers or Wilson is Derek Carr. Okay. Derek Carr is good. He is very good. He's a very good quarterback. Maybe not great under pressure, like on Sun or Saturday night last last week. <coughs> Excuse me, but he is definitely a five star worthy quarterback. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> this article starts off the NFL riot or. Er, the writer of the article states that the Saints, the Steelers, and the Washington football team could be viable options to acquire Derek Carr's services. All could be for naught, though, if the Raiders retain Bisac- Bisaccia. I don't know who that is, Bisaccia. Most likely keeping Carr in town for the foreseeable future, which is true. But the, um, I think Bisaccia is the guy that replaced John Gruden, if I'm not mistaken. And also, if I'm not mistaken, um, Jim Harbaugh, the coach of the Michigan Wolverines, is actually looking to move to the Las Vegas Raiders. So, in that case, replacing Basaccia would also, according to this article, replace Derek Carr with someone else or put him on the trade block, I should say. So, um, Derek Carr, or... Yeah, Colts owner, Colts owner Jim Ursay telegraphed his distrust distrust in Carson Wentz when he penned a letter to fans. S- Sessler says, We ended our season in perhaps the worst way possible and missed our chance to complete, compete for history. Ursay also wrote before adding, The buck stops with me. Which is kind of assertive, but kind of like... What are you where are you going with that? And as it continues, Wentz and the Colts feel de- destined for Splitsville. Uh Sessler continued or Sesler continued, but the quarterback market lacks juice. An available car would vibe with Frank Reich, a masterful coach searching for a long term answer under center, sir or under center ever since Andrew Luck turned into a force ghost before the twenty nineteen campaign. Okay, so Mark Sussler, this is the guy who wrote the article. Mark Sussler predicts that Colts as most likely landing or as the most likely landing spot for Derek Carr and potential trade. Winston the Colts feel, oh, I just read that, okay. The future of Las Vegas is uncertain. Uh, Despite overcoming immense obstacles on the way to the playoff berth, interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, I was right, he is the guy who replaced John Gruden, is far from a lock to stay with the team. Um, excuse me. And with Derek Carr's contract expiring soon, he could become a trade asset if the Raiders choose not to commit to him, which I think, I think they will, but he's the least likely one, or maybe Russell Wilson. It's between those two to, that the, the teams will commit to them. On Tuesday, NFL's Mark Sessler listed the potential landing spots for Carr should he not be in Las Vegas, and Indianapolis was on the top of the possible options. So, in the end, as I said at the beginning, the Colts have three options. Three total options. Road option number one. They can keep Carson Wentz and take a gamble, a 50-50 gamble, more like 80-40 or 80-20 now, but a 50-50 gamble being generous and hope for the best in Carson Wentz and the Colts. Or, option two, the Colts can set Carson Wentz aside as a backup, pay him like whatever he's worth from this last year, and get and trade for a new quarterback, or trade for a veteran quarterback. That's better. That that's better than Carson Wentz. Or on the flip side, draft a quarterback that just happens to be a star. Like, I mean, anything can happen. I mean, if you look at it, Tom Brady was on was the least like 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 on the bottom of the list of drafts when he was drafted. Look where that brought him. Look where that took him. He's now forty-four years old. His twenty, twenty-second season. Forty-four years old, playing football like he was like he's only twenty-one. The point is, the Colts either the Colts put Carson Wentz aside and either grab a veteran quarterback on trade, or draft a stud quarterback from the or get a draft, stud quarterback from the draft. And hope he turns out like Josh Allen. Or they go for option three. They completely drop Carson Wentz before March 19th. Not after, but before. And they grab a veteran quarterback off of trade. Okay. Those are the only three options the Colts have. The only three. Okay. There is a fourth secret option and that would be and that would be on the condition that Rodgers goes up for trade next year they pick up Rodgers without in a heartbeat and they don't look back okay and they pay that man whatever everything they pay that man everything he's worth and then whatever they have left they work on other things like secondary and o line and passing but if if Rodgers ever in a million years went up for trade, the Colts need to take it. That's the fourth secret option. The Colts need to jump on it right away. Okay, there's no question in it. he is the best quarterback in the league right now, and he probably will be if he continues to play for years. Okay, even though Tom Brady has better scores and better records, Aaron Rodgers has more. Gumption. He has balls of steel. I mean, the dude is literally an ancient Greek god amongst men when it comes to football. And he has the winning records over all the teams to prove it. The, the Green Bay Packers with Rodgers probably have winning records on every team, except for maybe the Patriots but that was when they were with Tom Brady. Probably not anymore, though. I don't know. The Packers are a dominant team, and they will be for years, even without Rodgers, I feel. So, anyway, that's all I feel like talking talking about. That's all I have to talk about. And that's all I'm going to talk about until the next episode of the postseason podcast. So anyway, until next time, I'm your host, or this is your host, Jaden Summers, signing off. Bye. Remember, go Colts.